for the better. All right. Today we are starting a two-week series. I want to give you the passage real quick before I give you the title. It's Luke chapter 12, verse 35 through 48. I feel like there was something else, Christine, I forgot to say. Oh, that's later. That's later. But thank you. <laughs> she knows better than me what I'm going to do. I look to her for reminders. <laughs> Luke chapter 12, verse 35 through 48. Oh, that's a nice lower, lower third. I like that. That's pretty. Okay. How many know the parable of the watchful servant? Good. We're going to read that. The master says, be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. Like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants who find, whose master finds them watching. Everybody say watching. When he comes, truly I tell you, truly means serious. In today's modern language, seriously, bro, truly. I tell you, he will dress himself to serve. We'll have them recline at the table and we'll come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master find them ready. Everybody say ready. Even if he comes in the middle of the night or towards daybreak, they will be ready. Verse 39, but understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, would he not have let his house be broken into? So he's giving you an example of how a thief works. You would like to know when the thief comes, right? Verse 40, you must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. How many know God works at the least expected times and ways according to what you asked for? Isn't that funny? We know who, but man, we do not know how. I never saw four venues being the way to our building. Never. It was going to be the high school, bam, bam, thank you, ma'am, multi-service. Didn't happen. Because it's not my, it wasn't God's way. That was my way. Can I be honest? God had to show me some things. And so I love it because I've learned to trust God will show the way because I know he will. And that's all that matters. Back to the passage, verse 41. Peter asked, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? He's feeling a little bit judged in the moment. The Lord answered, who then is faithful and a wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants and gives them food, their food allowance, at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. Truly, again, he says it. Truly, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all. Everybody say all. His possessions. Do you see what he's saying? He's saying when I can trust you, I can promote you, and I can put you in charge of something that's going to blow your mind. But God has to get there first. Verse 45. But suppose the servant says to himself, my master is taking a long time in coming. And he then begins to beat the other servants. I didn't write it both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of the servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. Ew. Cut him in pieces. That doesn't sound good. I don't want to be that guy. The servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. I'm not laughing. I'm scared. Just so you know, when I get scared, I laugh. When I get nervous, I crack a joke. 
This is Jesus. Amen, brother. Last verse 48. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with fewer blows. The Bible says too much is given, much is required. That means if you don't know it, God's going to give you a little bit of mercy to show it. But once you know it, then you got to show it the right way. There's, it's called accountability for the Lord, and that's a good thing. You need accountability in your life. From everyone who has been given much, much will be, na- be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. There's a reason you need Jesus to help you carry the weight because he's given you more when you ask for more. My title today of this two-part series is Watch Ready. Look to your table, look to your neighbor and tell them I'm watching. If you don't have a neighbor, look to your nearest garage door. Look to your nearest LED lamp that are on smart plugs, by the way. Isn't that so cool? They just come on at 815. I'm such a nerd. Anyway, <laughs> we've got the whole room smart enabled, guys. It turns itself on and off. Just in case us humans forget. Swatch, not swatch, watch ready. This series is to remind us of what it means to be a good steward. I always thought of this word steward as kind of an old-fashioned word. Not for me, kind of a fairy tale type of word that didn't really ever have a practical meaning to me personally. That's because I did not understand it. Because of that lack of understanding, perhaps I did not consider how God holds me accountable for what I've been given in the truth of the gospel. And this parable of the watchful servant may actually be Jesus talking to me and you. Can I say us? Has our relationship gotten that far? We can say us. Y'all wait, come on, guys. It's supposed to be funny. <laughs> I know they're not always good, but sometimes you just got to show me you're awake, you know. Just gotta say amen. Amen, pastor. Man, that was bad what he said. Like, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> Vincent, we got this, this, this bro thing going on. So maybe this parable is not about not only a servant, but maybe I'm the servant. Maybe you're the servant. Kirk, maybe you're the servant. Like we're all serving the Lord, right? So maybe in this passage, Jesus is actually talking to us. Ooh, that means I'm accountable to be watch ready. There's something valuable in the pressure of knowing God is aware of everything we do. Oh, I mean everything. Yes, that too. We all got it. Thank you for your grace, Lord. The wisdom we acquire through spiritual growth displays in the steps we take and how we express our awareness to what God's word says. We express it through our life. We don't just acknowledge it, but we express. We know the saying, you step, I step, because we express what we've been given. Otherwise, we won't be watch ready. And that's part of being a good steward of God's word. In my John McCarthy UFC voice, are you ready? Are you ready? If Jesus came back today looking for his sheep, Are you watching for the king so that when he comes, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Will you be watch ready when the king shows up at your door? Let's play that clip. Y'all know what it is. 
Ross, the representative. Yeah. Look, if you don't know what to do, man, I'm gonna tell you like this. Pray, pray. Just do, 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 Pray, come on. Do what I do. Only God can make Okay, let's pump that up a little bit. Bump it up, sound man. Bring it up. Our God is faithful, shawty. That's why your voice is standing through the flame, through the heat, through the fire, through the pain, through the rain, through the wire. It's only one king I desire, and that's Jesus, the Messiah. The truth, the way, the life, the door, the breast of Christ. Do you really want to sacrifice? Do you really want to change your life? That's me playing guitar. It's not that hard. Stand your ground and 13 years ago. For your sin, my God was more hung on the cross and falsely charged. Crucified, but rose again with our power in his hand that we may stand to complete the plan, the great commission. So listen with precision, pay attention. Be sure to make a wise decision So you won't be trapped in religion No division Be decisive A disciple Seeking a vision Provision Place God above all And then watch how you live it Are you giving Or just taking You gotta find a way to push through So stay true Get down on your knees and pray Shawty do, do what I do Hey, come on If my dad was here right now I would be getting the worst look Serious what was that music? It's Christian rap, Dad. They do that? Yeah, like 2008. So that was from 2008. That was my friend Darnell, the representa. <laughs> Anybody know Darnell? Some of you might. Vincent, you don't know Darnell? Um, so Darnell was crazy about the Lord. He did Christian rap. He had a lot of like, uh, he had a pretty big independent following here in St. Louis. And um, so I helped him with the music. And uh a couple other songs and sang in the background, and it was fun. I don't usually do, you know, rap music, but it was fun to help him produce that. And um, I always thought he was kind of crazy, too outwardly zealous for Jesus, because, like, oh, that's like people will know I actually love Jesus kind of stuff. This is in 2008 when I was doing Christian music and following the Lord and doing worship concerts, but I still was too uptight to think like him, okay? And so... As crazy as I thought he was about Jesus back then, years later, I got it. A light bulb went off. Because there was a difference between being a churchgoer and being a disciple driven for the mission. Being a good steward is being a disciple for the mission. The dictionary says a steward, this is really cool. You're going to leave here going, I learned a new word. Or maybe it's just me because I'm really bad at vocabulary. A steward is one who administers anything, everybody say anything, on behalf of the agent, as an agent of another. So, when the Bible talks about being a good steward, it is saying you are acting as an agent on behalf of Jesus Christ. And you say, well, I'm not Jesus. Thank God for that. No, you're not Jesus. But by the indwelling of the Spirit, you become Jesus' body here on earth. So read your Bible. Because that's what, that is the Bible. That is the New Testament. So, so you are the body. You're not physically Jesus, but you have the same spirit when you receive the baptism the same way to go and do the same things. Y'all getting this? So to be a good steward means I mirror my life of the one I am an agent for, which is Jesus. 
But we're not always there yet. The plan is that we get there. That's why we come to church. That's why we, we want to grow because sometimes, remember about the servant who did not know, he said. Sometimes they don't know the difference. They don't know there's text that's very clear about some of these things because they never taught it. Train a child up in the way they should go and they shall not wonder when they are older. There's a reason that sometimes we just don't know. And then the Bible goes on to say in the other translation, I didn't even realize I was reading the same verse, to whom much is given, much is required. That means once you do know, you have a mission to give this to someone who doesn't know because you are the body of Christ. And that is being a steward. Okay, I'll stop yelling. That is being a steward. Is it okay to holler sometimes? You guys like that? Keep your way? Okay. Okay, good. Because that is being a steward for the Lord. What's the decibel on that screen? Sometimes up here I'm like, God, quit yelling. I'm like, but I can't. I try to control it, Vincent. It's, it's, it's the zeal for the truth. Wake up this community. To get out of being a churchgoer to being a disciple. Ooh, I don't like that. That compromises my belief. It's because you don't have one and you don't know it. Okay, back to the back to the message. Now I was just preaching. Watch ready. At my lowest moment, what straightens me out most is when I impact others. I don't know about you, but the best I've ever felt is when I'm doing something for someone else. My lowest moments in my life is when I stepped away from the problem and I did something that impacted others. Isn't God smart that he would position us in a way that he could fulfill us in a way that is so simple, and that's through outward, unconditional love. It's in everything we do. When you, when you help somebody, you're giving out of your heart. Like it's all giving outwardly, unconditionally. And that seems to be also when God gets our attention the most. How come it's when we hit our lowest moment that God gets our attention the most? It's because the outward expression of how unconditional we are with our love is also the solution that God puts in our place to lean on him and recognize he gave it to you. So, yes, give it away because you need that. And that's when you'll see Jesus hanging on the cross different. He won't be a picture in your house. He'll be in your mind permanent and hanging there going, I died for you. Like, that's when you'll see it all different. So I had that aha moment a little bit later. I still can't keep up with the representa, but I'm just saying. And by the way, it's the representa. That's how he spelled it because it was cool back then. Sorry, Darnell. It's still cool, I guess, <laughs> if you're watching. Who are we repping? Like he said, the representa, who are we rep repping? That's what I want to know. Sometimes I ask myself, who are we repping to myself? Because I start looking at what I'm repping. Because if I'm supposed to hourly express what I represent as an agent on behalf of Jesus, what is that I'm doing to do so? How does that look to others? That's why I watch the preaching videos. And I say, man, that one time when I wore the Mr. Rogers thing, like, Jesus would never do that. Shame on me, sinner. Y'all don't know, I had, a, I had a, like a nice Mr. Rogers thing that Michelle got me. It's actually really nice, but it, I just felt weird. Couldn't preach good in it. It was sweaty. It's a joke, people. It looks nice. God, it's still in my closet. Who are we repping? You know, just like we're the agent, we can be the master. I see my kids. Does anybody else have this problem? Do something bad, and it's exactly something came out of my mouth. We won't go there, but has anybody seen the Christmas story? Little Ralphie, uh, 
Broke, was it when he broke his glasses? Oh, uh, slow-mo. No, bar in the mouth, soap, yes. Yeah, we still do that. Anybody else like eating soap? My mom used to. So what I'm saying is, just like we're like, how do we do this, God? God says, I've given you a practice program to see it how I see it. To when you instruct your child, you'll know how I feel about you. And so I've seen bad stuff come out of my kids, and I've seen good stuff come out of my kids. And both times I've been a witness to say, that was Michelle. But that time it was me. And I don't like that. I don't like that they're becoming intuitive with the garbage that I put in them. So we also have the same problem when we are not watching but observing. I'm going to get to that. Our kids mirror our behavior. But what are we mirroring to the world? Are we mirroring um, Jesus? Are we mirroring, we talked about a couple, last week, judgment. Are we mirroring judgment? Are we mirroring um, bad fashion selection? Like, we could be mirroring something that is taking the place of the master in the text, which is Christ. We think we're watching for Jesus, but we're trusting in things. Okay, I'm going to try to bring this together for you. Did you know your master can be a thing? Money is not evil, but the love of it can be evil. Because when it becomes your master, it's called idolatry in the scripture. To make that sound not so theological, it means you put the thing before you put the Lord. That's what it means to be an idolater to a thing. And I hate to tell you, but it's really easy to do. I don't know about all you who like to shop online at 3 a.m., but like Amazon, whatever, it's just at your fingertips. And it, it, can, it can become your master of fulfillment. And then you are buying another workout program. We talked about it. It never works. It's because it wasn't meant to be your master. The thing you put your faith into is your master. And I bet your watch ready when it comes to that sale on those JBW watches. I bet your watch ready when, when the thing comes out that you've been waiting for, 20% off. i got to use that coupon. I bet you're alert and ready, and you know as soon as it hits, you got to act on it. Because if you don't, someone else will, and you'll get left behind in the mix. Miss out. You get this? So you can be watch ready for the wrong thing. That's the way of the world. That's why we need a physician because we're sick and we don't know it sometimes. And I love all this stuff, by the way. I'm just saying it can't be your God. Ooh, I never thought about it like that. That's what it is. And so Jesus has to be Lord of your life. That's why when Jesus is Lord of your life, it always comes out first. It becomes the instinct. I'll never forget this. I was 17 years old. I went skiing with Bob Rome, who's actually coming to visit next week. I went skiing dawn with Bob Rome in Idaho when I was 17 years old, okay? Anybody ever been snow skiing? I had not. Hidden Valley, does that count? I tried to snowboard. Man, I was so bruised from the, I won't say where, for like the week after. It was all ice. But I was going to try like legit skiing. I got invited to Idaho for Christmas. We went to the mountains. Never been in one of those either. And they're like, yeah, you know, you just kind of, whoo, your feet and you'll stop. No, I was face first down the mountain. Over and over, eating snow. But there was a girl that I liked, so I was really trying to act like I wasn't hurt. And I was like, I'll do it again. So, why am I telling you this? So, I get on the ski lift. Anybody been on a ski lift? Yeah, it's like 100 feet up. Scary. It's scary to a 17-year-old from Missouri, okay? I get on a ski lift, and 
I'm going up the thing, and I drop my pole. <laughs> I won't tell you what came out of my 17-year-old high school mouth, but it wasn't, oh, Lord, save me from this. And I was with my Christian brother in Christian family, and I love y'all, but I was ashamed of myself because I let that side of me show. Now, they're real people, and they understand I was just a kid. But I'll never forget what came out on instinct. That was on instinct. And I'm not, I'm, it's funny, right? It happens to the best of us. But what you want to do is retrain that what comes out on instinct is, Lord, help us. Lord, get my pole. I can't be looking like this, like a fool, Lord. You can talk to him like that. Like, just keep it clean is what I'm saying. Keep it about Jesus. So, so, so next time I drop my pole, Michelle will be with me, but she hates skiing, so maybe she won't be. Um, I'll say, stop the thing. Let me text somebody. I won't freak out about my pole and curse. I would never curse except that one time. So what I'm telling you, stewards retrain their brain for the Lord. Stewards learn how to respond in instinct because they are expressively practicing their watchfulness. Does that make sense? Like you can talk about it all day, but until you put it into practice, it will never become natural. We talk about the worship team. It will never become natural until you put it into practice. Chloe's in her room worshiping. I said, you want to be an outward expressive killer worship leader? Worship everywhere that way. It's who you are. It becomes who you are. I hate the phrase, fake it till you make it, but sometimes you got to start there. And it works. Because we are so trained up in how we know how to do church, how we, Christian, how we walk in our Christian faith, how we go about our job, how we talk in traffic and excuse it because it's in the car. Like all these things. We are so trained up that God is trying to break those shackles of lies from our life. And so we are trained up to watch, I mean, excuse me, to observe, but not watch. Does anybody know the difference between observing and watching? We, we, they were the ones on the sideline last week on the football game. Remember the football analogy? They're observing, but they're not watch ready. Observers keep God close enough to know about him, to be able to say yes I'm a Christian. Yes, I follow him. But when the time comes, they're not ready. It's like only in their peripheral vision spiritually. If, if you could like visualize it, it's like uh, everybody is observing, but only few are watching. You know they call it stand watch? In the military, there's a reason. They don't say observe if the enemy might show up and blow us up. They say be watch ready on that post. All our military people, I'm sure you could vouch for that. To be watch ready is alert and ready that it could be any time. And thank God they're watching. So just like that, God wants us to watch. And that's what he's describing here in this servant. We get caught off guard when our watch mentality drifts to just observation. I'm going to link this back in here to this whole uh, thing about trusting things. Is What we trust will keep our attention. If you trust that your cash money is keeping you fulfilled, what happens when illness comes? What happens when um, the watch collection fails you because your credit card's maxed? What happens when the food diet you've been on tastes good for a minute? White Can I tell you a funny story? This has nothing to do with sermon real quick. Did you know they turned the White Castle into a marijuana shop? Now, I'm not an advocate for marijuana, but I'm saying if they really want to hit it big time financially, they should have made that a combo deal. I would never go there. I don't, I don't condone marijuana, but I'm just being real. I thought that was hilarious. The building is green. Anyway, don't go there. 
It's not of the Lord. I'm just saying I saw that yesterday. But what I'm saying is like we were talking about bad food. We are talking about uh, drugs. Anything. If you got to go hit the new White Castle Green version, that can become your thing. Maybe it's the prescription. I know some people like that. You know, prescription drugs are like one of the biggest addictions in our country. It becomes your sense of stability when it's where you put your faith. And that is taking your eyes off the watch for the kingdom and making your watch be all about the other thing. So that's why I was trying to tell you, wherever you watch the most, remember this, is where you trust the most. Wherever you watch the most this week, for your comfort of security, is where you trust the most. And yes, maybe it's Grubhub, Red Robin. I like Grubhub. What did Jesus say about, man, I'm becoming that long preacher. I said I wouldn't be. What did Jesus say about the servant? He said, if he knew, he would not have. Like the thief coming. Uh, Anthony Linehart Smith, he's a UFC fighter. He's a trained professional fighter. And he, he told a story on, on YouTube that one day in the middle of the night, a guy showed up in his house. I mean, like UFC, mixed martial arts, violence for Jesus. Okay, good. So, so. This guy is a professional trained athlete who has fought for the light heavyweight title against John Jones, who's the best light heavyweight the, the world has ever seen. And a guy breaks in his house and he says, I detained him, but I was struggling because his strength was so much more than I expected. It was so much more than I expected. Now here's a professionally trained athlete who has fought the best and a young pencil neck broke in his house, drugged up and was giving him a hard time. So what I'm saying to you is even the best of the best can be caught off guard. As soon as you think I'm good, that's when the devil hits you. And I bet if you knew the robber was coming to your house, I bet if Anthony knew he was coming, he would have been ready and he would never got in. I bet if a robber was going to come to your house tonight and they said, I'm going to be here at 9 a.m., like home alone, or 9 p.m., like home alone or whatever, I bet you wouldn't let that happen. But if you don't know, what's going to happen? He's going to sneak in like a thief in the night. The Bible says the enemy wants to sneak in like a thief in the night. He also says, when I come for my sheep, I may come like a thief in the night. So it's both. So, so there's a difference between watchful ready, watch ready, and just being an observer. If we knew... We would not. At least we would have an opportunity to not. But if we just don't know, we're going to get hard, hit hard. And don't get me wrong, Romans says, for all have fallen short, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But that can't be our excuse to stay that way. We can't blame it on grace forever. Grace is the doorway, faith walks through it. What we can do is, if we know, what to watch for, we can actually grow in our spiritual awareness. So that's so cool. God never gives you a problem that he won't provide a solution to. You know, like you find yourself in adversity, it says God has a solution to, see you, to show you how to get out of it differently. That's how you grow. You're never going to climb the mountain unless you walk up the mountain. That hurts my legs. They're cramping up. When we got the building, I got a little crazy with the sledgehammer. Why? Because I wanted to break a wall just for fun. There was no rhyme or reason to it. It's fun, right? So I went a little crazy, and my biceps been messed up for three months. I go like this now, and my, I was actually at church one day. I still do it, and it hurts to just go like this. Maybe I need to go to a doctor. Because I was ignorant, man. I was just, woohoo! I took that scissor lift. I was going to drive it in the wall to see if it could actually break through it. 
It's Home Depot's. They didn't know. We got rid of it yesterday. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you don't know, you will never grow. Do you want to grow? Who wants to grow? Come on, somebody. Okay. So how do we do that? I mean, it sounds good, Pastor, but how do we actually do that? Practice. Readiness is in the practice. You got to practice being ready. And I don't say practice is insignificant. It doesn't mean it doesn't count. It means you're applying what you've learned and putting it into practice in your life. Readiness is in practice. And being a good steward means we are accountable and active. This is really good. Don't miss this. Being accountable and active with God's grace. What we do when we just stick with grace only is we throw it in the trash. The grace is just the doorway. So being a good steward takes the grace you've been given and acts on it and puts it into practice. So when the, the master comes, we're watch ready. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've heard the term practice what we preach, practice what we teach. That's me, that's you, that's all of us. We've got to take this word and do something with it. I don't want to get you high on Sundays so you can go back to the real drugs on Monday. I want to get you fed so that you change your heart and change your life because only Jesus can cure that thing at White Castle. Only Jesus can cure that. It may feel good for a minute, but it'll be back to tomorrow. You want to go back there. You know, the munchies. Did I say that? It never, it never lasts because it wasn't meant to. Because it wasn't meant to be your master. Jesus is. Y'all can stand this morning. Some of the traditional folk, they call this last days preaching. I don't call it last days. I call it every day of your practical life. If you, don't, if, you don't have, if you do it now, you don't have to worry about last days. It'll take care of itself. Tomorrow is sufficient for itself, says the Bible. Like all I need to do is like do my best now for Jesus. Tomorrow will take care of itself. I get so down when, 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 when the traditional folk, my, my parents, they say, well, you know, they prophesied about this and the 12 moons and all the blood. I said, I don't care because I'm just going to give it my all now so that I'm, I'm good. I don't want to know about that. That makes me sad. I want to think about what I can do now so when Jesus comes, it's just like good and faithful servant, well done. And my kids, my kids, he says to them, good and faithful servant, well done. Like that's what I want. The readiness is in the practice. So you're always ready. You never stop being ready. I want to live my best life now for Jesus, and tomorrow will take care of itself. And when you're ready, this is good. The unexpected can't push you out. You're going to hit a time, trust me on this, if you're really going for Jesus, you're going to hit a time where you've done everything you can do, and then you still think you can't handle it, and you still think you've lost your ability to sustain it, and that is why Jesus continues to say, because I am your source of strength. You cannot do this alone. I am your rock. I am your foundation. Uh, a builder can't build on quicksand, but if you take me out and you just keep me on the sideline as an observation, you will sink. And maybe that'll be a good thing for you so I can pull you back out again because I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He wants to keep that reminder that his strength is sufficient and enough. When you leave today, as we go into worship here, 
from the famous line of the representative. When you're feeling kind of down, shorty, do what I do. Pray. Come on, somebody. When you're feeling all alone, shorty, do what I do. I don't know the word. When the devil got you down, shorty, do what I do. He says, you must hold on to the word. My God is faithful, shorty, even if you're tall, Larry. He's faithful. There's so much truth in those lyrics. He, he goes on to talk about like us playing God. It's so good. And you know what he was doing? He was preaching about his past life. He can preach to that. So good. So we want to be ready. We want to be in practice with what we're doing, that we talk about the gospel through the week. We pray with our kids. We get on the YouVersion Bible app and get a 1C devotional, or get any devotional for that matter, and get on there and get fed and get in a new routine so we're ready when the watchman has arrived, the master. Lord, we thank you now. We're going to pray now. We're going to pray now because we don't know the future, but we know it's blessed. We know there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, but it's blessed. And as long as it's blessed, nothing can take away my footing. Nothing can shake these walls to make them come down except you, Lord. And when we get ready to change this place, Lord, we know it's your hand that's, come, that's, that's orchestrating this thing because it's so much bigger than I ever thought was possible, God. And that's the way I like it. Don't show us how. Just let us know it's you who will always deliver according to the promise. I don't have to wonder anymore. I don't have to wonder about tomorrow because I'm going to be watch ready today. And if the house of God can say, in Jesus' name, amen.